So it's that time of the week again where we ask one of our culture file guests what it is they've been enjoying recently in watching, listening, reading, smelling and tasting. And this time it's the turn of antiquarian and auctioneer Philip Shepherd to share with us his culture file likes. I'm Philip Shepherd. I'm an auctioneer based in Durham, County Leash. The book I'm currently reading is The Bowron Maker, John B. Keane. Because I like that because it's kind of rural Ireland and it's very raw and it's very 1950s. And it's very cute, hoary kind of stuff. And it's very, you know, the little guy pushing against authority. And I think nobody captures rural Ireland like John B. Keane. I live in the middle of all this. When I go to the local pub when we could, it's with farmers, you know. It's, it's, there's lads making hay and there's cows calving and there's, you know, they're covering mares. They're doing all sorts of things. And, and it's real Ireland, and all they want is land, more land, and more land, and more land. That's all they're interested in. And the bigger the shed you have, the more important you are. So, <laughs> and I love it. I love being, I love being peripheral to it because not really a part of it. I love living in my granny's house here in the middle of the whole lot. There's just something about it. It's very, very real. The podcast that I like that I've really, really enjoyed, and I love this guy to death, is actually coincidentally a nephew of John B's, and that's Fergal Keane. And he's, he's doing a thing at the moment, How the Irish Shape Britain. And I thought that was fascinating. Because I remember 50 years ago as a student, being in London, meeting these guys working on the buildings and going to the pubs and going to the Galtie Moor and going to, you know, the Crown in Cricklewood. I worked in Wall's Sausage Factory bagging pigs' hairs and, and we had a flat, myself and another guy, up in uh, Harlesden. We were part of this sort of Irish subculture in northwest London and, and, and this bubble. And, you know, I even remember a guy one day coming in from Connemara asking the Indian shopkeeper for a, a bullion or something like that, which was a loaf of bread and, and he had no English. And, and I had to explain to the, the guy he, he wants... He wants bread. Them that's got shall have. Them that's not shall lose. So the Bible said, and it still is news. So a film that I um, have just been watching is just it's just out now is the United States versus Billy Holiday, and I found it a, a fascinating uh, movie. Um, the actress Andrea Day is after winning a um, Golden Globe Award as Best Actress in a Motion Picture for it. It has got mixed reviews. Uh, some of them talk about the historical inaccuracies in it. You know, I take the view, if you want to know about history, you know, read something by a historian. Don't be looking at a movie. But it's, I, I, I really enjoy the movie. It's, it's, it's based in the 19... Um, 1940s and her addiction and how the um, she was targeted by the government so they were racializing the, the, the war on drugs Money you got lots of friends They're crowding round your door But when you're I, I listen to a lot of different kind of music, but sometimes what, what, one of my favourite songs is, is um, Midnight Train to Georgia with Gladys uh, and, and, and the Pips. 
But I also like um, Nina Simone very much, and I particularly like um, her version of The Last Rose of Summer that was coincidentally written by Thomas Moore. And there's a local connection with that. It was uh, Moore when he stayed at Jenkinson Castle, uh, just outside Kilkenny. Um, he saw this last blooming rose, and he wrote The Last Rose of Summer there. And um, a cutting was taken from it and is in the Botanic Gardens in Dublin. So you can actually go up and see it's uh, one of its descendants up there. It's in front of the director's house. It used to be inside the main gate. So, yeah, Nina Simone, The Last Rose of Summer. I think she's such a powerful, powerful singer. No My daughter lives beside me and, and um, my son is nearby. So for the Chinese New Year, we, 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 we have been uh, privileged to be invited to Chinese friends in Dublin and we always have a great time. That didn't happen this year. So my daughter came up with the brainwave that she would cook a meal and I would cook a meal and everybody would bring a different meal. So that's what we had. We had a kind of like a Chinese family thing. Everybody had a different dish. I did curry kind of thing because it was the easiest the whole lot Patrick did uh, a noodle dish I'm not sure what you call what Gina did but um, it, it, it was eaten everybody really enjoyed it the effluent from the cattle sheds they um, they're into recycling and that spread on 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 the land and uh, the smell can be quite strong and it can get in everywhere but it's all part of living in the country but I spend some time in Florida and sometimes I'm driving down the road here and you've got slurry and 24 hours later or less, you're driving up the Florida Turnpike and the, the, the beautiful scent of the, the uh, blossom, the orange blossom is wafting into the air conditioning and it's, it's a serious contrast. But um, I do like the orange blossom more so than the, that of the slurry, that's for sure. The likes of Philip Shepherd there. And coming up tomorrow evening, the Culture File Weekly explores the possibility of, if not love at first sight, then at least marriage. The forbidden love for a nice piece of carpentry rears its head and we take a few moments for some contemplative dance. That's all Saturday at 6.30pm in the Culture File Weekly here on RTE Lyric FM.